G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. So we've tracked down, as I said, the most successful, I think this is right in saying, most successful 10-pin bowler this country has ever produced. His name's Jason Belmonte. He's pretty much everything. Uh, he's won everything there is to uh, win in the sport in the US. A very big name over there in the States with about 23 titles. I think it's on the, the PBA Tour. And uh, one of his claims to fame is that he, he, he cracked the $1 million in prize money mark quicker than any other player in 10-pin bowling history. And Jason joins us on Afternoons. Good afternoon, Jason. G'day, boys. How are you? Great Australian sportsman. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm very proud of what I've done, but Chris, I gotta, I gotta let you know, it's 25 titles, okay? Not Sorry, 23. Brother. Don't steal two <laughs> off me. Don't steal two. I like it. No, we like to be, we like to be official here. So, what? <laughs> how did, how does that come about, mate? You just played the game, obviously younger, and just gravitated to it and just kept going. Mate, my my career uh, timeline and pathway was really weird and different. So. My parents built a bowling center uh, a couple of weeks after I was born, but neither of them were bowlers. Never bowled a ball in their life. It was just a business idea for them. And to keep me busy and out of their hair, they just gave me a ball and a pair of shoes from the early you know, years of my life. And that's all I did every single day. And I fell in love with it. And because I started so young, I, I bowled a little differently. I have this two-handed footy pass type delivery. Mm. Mm. And that kind of has been very controversial through my career. But every step of the way, the one thing that was really evident to me was I could knock over 10 pins better than anyone that I was coming up against as a, mm. as a kid and as a young adult. So I thought, you know what? I'll uh, quit my job at Blockbuster and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, get, Love it. I'll, <laughs> I'll get fired by my dad at, at, at work. And I said, this is uh, maybe a chance for me as a teenager to start traveling the world and see how far I can go. And mate, little did I know that, um, you know, I was going to be breaking records and, and um, winning record uh, major championships and traveling the world. And I just never saw this coming. So I don't take it for granted. I'm very, very proud and I work really hard to try and, you know, maintain it. So you live over in the States for most of the year, if not all the year, I imagine, Jason. And t- just describe the sport, 10-pin bowling over there. I, I guess it's a-, a pretty big thing, is it? Yeah, it is. I actually still live in Orange, New oh, South right, Wales. Right. Yeah, I, cool. I, yeah, I just travel and commute to work, which is it's a bit of a bit of a hike. But, can, you, um, can you send me some – oh, no, I was thinking young, not cherries. Yeah, sorry, bud. Yeah. Well, we, we've, got, we've got some cherries out this way, some beautiful wine, some apples. No worries. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. But um, – so for the first five months of the year, I'm usually in the States, um, traveling from hotel to hotel, tournament to tournament. And then um, usually around May, we, we get a bit of a break. And then every sporadically, there'll be some appearance or some you know invite tournament that I'll go to back in the US. So I'll come home for a long extended period. And obviously through COVID, it's been even more extended, which has been good and bad for me because mm. I, I really miss competing, but love been home. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's, it's pretty full on. America loves bowling. They are, they are huge bowlers. Nearly, nearly 100 million Americans will go bowling every year. So it's a huge sport over there. And we're on 
you know, Fox Sports and we have sellout crowds and stadiums that we, we bowl in and it's it's a lot of fun. Is there like a home ground for bowling over in the States? Like is like Vegas the place to go or is there just one certain area that you just go to? Yeah, we do tend to go to Vegas a fair bit. I mean, Vegas has some pretty awesome facilities. Um, and we players don't mind popping into Vegas every now and then for a, <laughs> for a, for a tournament. Um, but, yeah, usually it's, it's the colder places, you know, like New York, uh, Pennsylvania, up in Maine, um, Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, that area. So usually where it's Michigan and Detroit and Chicago, a huge bowling hub. So usually when it's, you know, minus 20 outside, the, the place uh, that yeah. that part of the country is, is very prone to, to bowling events. So I can call you Roy Munson from Kingpin. You tell me you get that. Uh, tell me you I get like that it. all the time. I don't know if I like uh, uh, been associated with Roy specifically. He I was love awesome. the movie, but, <laughs> but but I don't have a drinking problem. I haven't lost my hand in a ball return. I don't have a hook for a hand, mm. uh, and and I'm still winning. So hopefully, maybe Roy Munson back in the day when he was like that aspiring kid. Uh, that's all right. That's the Roy I like to see. Just on 10-pin bowling, though, and, and American movies, you know there's been so many, haven't there, like American mm. movies, and there's always a bowling scene in a yep. lot of them. And I'm yep. trying to think of some off the top of my head, and I can't remember, but there's always a lot of bowling scenes in some of those old do you get a lot of spin off? Well, do you get a lot of spin off of little different woods? Like some of the different woods and all that. Do you get better lines in them or something like that? Yeah, well, we, you know, <laughs> it's really funny you say that because a lot of people don't realize, like, just like uh, a blade of grass, which everyone would think on, on a golf course is the same everywhere, it's, it's not, right? Every blade of grass and every course will make the ball do or roll a certain way or faster or slower and harder to get out of the rough. And same in bowling. We have different lane surfaces, different types of wood, different synthetic woods, different oils that go on top of the lane, different oil patterns uh, to create uh, a level of difficulty for the players. So you throw all of that onto a bowling lane and then you mix that with the fact that every time a bowling ball goes down the lane, that oil pattern is then manipulated and changed. So you can't just stand in the same spot, hit the same target over and over and over and keep getting strikes because that oil is constantly been manipulated. So you're, you're actually mentally exhausted more than you are physically by the end of a five-day event because every single time you throw the ball, you're thinking, do I need to move? Do I need to throw it faster? Do I need to change uh, my bowling ball? Do I need to create more hook, less hook? Uh, you're just constantly in this state of thought. So it's usually a full day's rest after an event just because you're just spent. You're just so tired. We're talking to Jason Belmonte, Australia's uh, best 10-pin uh, bowler. Uh, just before we do, just some breaking news, Jason, if you don't mind. Uh, tonight's BBL clash, uh, we must point out, between Melbourne Stars and the Perth Scorchers has been called off. Um, after a positive COVID test in the Stars camp. So we'll bring you more on that uh, as it comes to hand. But back to bowling. I um, I guess a lot of Aussies love their bowling, but you're right. It, it's not a big sport in this country, but very much um, a pastime that a lot of us enjoy going to. Um, I remember as a kid, and you probably Dougie as well, mm. one, one thing I didn't like about bowling, right, you'd hire those shoes which were so bloody uncomfortable and mm. they'd often and big. Get, and you'd have to often get the, the socks as well yeah. that had already been used. Yeah. 
Well, that's what sort of Well, I, I, you, I'll have to drag you in because my children and I go a lot and I can never win. So I might have to just Jason bring you in. Jason, some t- tips? Yeah, just a couple of tips. Probably about my wrist action. Sorry? Strong forearm. Uh, I, I, can, I can give you one real good tip. Br- bring your own socks when you go bowling. <laughs> yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What, what bowling yeah, alleys you been to, Chris? <laughs> Out in the west, and, and, God's country. And Dougie, I would, I would highly, highly suggest you don't overarm bowl at uh, the ten pin. You know, keep keep that underarm form going. Mm, okay, I'll, I'll cock the wrist more when I'm putting it through. Mm. But no, what's um, <laughs> when when's the next time you end to be going over to the states, mate? When does everything kind of warm up for you? Yeah, mate, it's it's red hot actually. Uh, the second week of January, I head back to the tour. Um, because of COVID, I've had uh, a, an extended stay here. So I haven't competed since March um, this year. And it was only for a very brief stint there. So I'm really, really keen to get back. And, and I've been working hard on my game, which, you know, no one really cares about practice. You know, you want to put the effort in there, but you don't win any awards in practice. So I really am keen to get over there and give the Americans what for again and see if I can't come home with a, a couple more titles and, you know, obviously a couple of bucks in my pocket. I spoke with you, Jason, oh, it was a number of many years ago, it must have been about seven or eight years ago, and you came on on Fox Sports News with me. And was it your partner is also into bowling or no? No, maybe. no, 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 Kimberly, no. Kimberly's not a bowler. Um, I think that's probably best for our relationship because <laughs> – mm-hmm. uh, because if there's one thing that I'm pretty confident in, it's um, it's bowling. But I also know that, you know, husband and wives tend to not always uh, uh, see eye to eye. Well, opposites so attract, don't be, they? There, there would be a few arguments on the bowling lanes if we were both bowlers. I, I'm pretty sure of that. But you could go out, couldn't you? Did you ever, <laughs> was your first date at a bowling alley? Like you could just show off? So cliche. Well, we, we have gone bowling together, absolutely. See? But even still. Even still, she knows nothing about the game, and I know everything, or not nearly everything, but I, I tell her, hey, honey, listen, this is like one thing that you should really do. And she looks at me and she says, I know what I'm doing. I yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, if I can't tell you bowling stuff, there's probably not much in the world I can really tell you about. Well, what are you doing business-wise? Is there something you want to let us know about on, on the commercial front with um, the, the NFTs? Have you broken away into that? I have, yeah, and it's, it's an absolutely wild space to be in, that, that crypto, uh, Web3, Metaverse, NFTs, but I dived down the rabbit hole about a year ago into this uh, area, and the more and more I saw it, the more and more I thought this would be a lot of fun to kind of be involved with, so I got together a team of people to, to create my, my first uh, NFT collection, which is actually centered around uh, the 25 titles that I've won. It's, it's a, a collection dedicated to each of those. Just so explain the NFT, has... Jace. Explain the NFT for those that might not know what sure. you're talking about. So, so in, in a nutshell, it's digital property that you own um, that's on a public uh, blockchain. That's in its most simplistic form. And, when you buy an NFT, you're buying an NFT uh, through that digital space that you can resell, you can keep. Um, it's no different than a trading card that you might have, like a basketball card or a baseball mm. card, except it's digital. And it's obviously the contract that you, you make when you buy an NFT becomes public. So if anyone queries who owns a specific piece of content, you can claim ownership because it is written on the blockchain as you, the owner. Um, and 
the thing that I love most about it is that it's also got utility behind it. Having an NFT in your digital wallet. And I do know that as I'm talking, there are probably people listening going, what, what is he talking about? Mm. But I assure you that the future is going to be very, very much uh, centered around Web 3.0, metaverses, NFTs. So we will all wow. have You've just blown my to... mind, mate. I know, I know. I, when I have these conversations with my parents or even my wife, they look at me like I'm from the future. And I try to explain to them, well, just imagine what it was like to try and explain the internet before the internet came yeah. out to somebody, right? Like it, it wouldn't True. really compute in their head. Well, this is kind of the same thing. This, this new space of the internet is going to be very, very popular globally. And my kids and, and my kids' friends, they are going to grow up in this this part of the internet. So mm. being able to learn about it now is really important, but also, you know, to be able to be involved in it. So I have essentially a footprint inside it is really important and really cool. Plus the artwork that we've made is awesome. And, you know, to see people from all around the world, um, you know, buy my, my NFT and, and be able to display it and share it and talk about it is, is really cool. I, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. I never thought I'd ever get into this, this type of commercial stuff, but I'm really glad I, I did because it's a lot of fun and I think it's going to happen more and more frequently into the future. Well, Jace, we have to leave it there, mate. I appreciate you jumping on. All the best with the, with the rest of your career and, and on and off um, uh, the bowling alley. Um, appreciate the chat. In, enjoy the new year. Take care, mate. I appreciate it very much. No worries at all. Bye. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.